will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast that eight out of ten nuns prefer to cat food. Joining us tonight for uh, none of that, we have Mr. Dave Convery, stringy, very stringy, Mr. H.J. Doom, an agent so far undercover they aren't even aware they're a spy. And I, as ever, am Roger Hart, elasticated but rarely exasperated. Speaking of exasperations, vexations, and general maladies, you can excise some of yours by writing to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or on the internet at hauntedphonograph.com. This week, someone has already written to us, and they have written to us about the public omnibus. Owing, they begin, to circumstances, I am currently spending between an hour and a half and two hours commuting by bus most days of the week. While theoretically all in favour of the idea of public transport, it turns out that using it involves being in close proximity with more of the actual public than I am strictly comfortable with. And the public is very often of the teenage variety, and as any right-thinking person knows, teenagers are just the absolute fucking worst. I should know. I was one once. On top of all of this, it's Austerity Britain. So the service is unreliable, underfunded, and therefore considerably more unpleasant than it strictly needs to be. Nevertheless, as things stand, I have few reasonable options. My fixing requirements, therefore, are twofold. How should I minimize my exposure to the other humans, their unpleasant noises, smells, their very corporeal form, while aboard the bus? And what can I do to make use of this substantial period of otherwise dead time to achieve well? something more useful or creative than reducing my podcast backlog. Reading is not an option, as nausea is not my idea of a fun time. Many thanks, the man on the number eight. Well, Mr. Convery. Come with me on a journey to altered consciousness, which in an exciting first, for this podcast will be optional and not induced by any rare rainforest plants or disavowed CIA techniques. Both me and David Lynch agree it's time for some guided meditation or lucid dreaming. Now this has been scientifically proven, probably, I mean you could check, I don't know. Scientifically proven to boost creativity, forging exciting new ideas from the roiling chaos that is your subconscious. So this sounds like an excellent use of your time. Plus, in the lucid dreaming state, you won't really be aware of your surroundings, meaning that you can block out all of the sights, sounds, smells, and petty crimes that do tend to be committed on and around that weird guy at the back who keeps mumbling to himself. There there are apps you can get that will take you through guided meditation, but I used to go to a camp for weird, precocious children. So, and we used to do guided meditation there, so. Really? You astound me. 
I am going to, I think I probably remember enough to talk you through some basic exercises. So, the first thing you're gonna do, and you can wait until you're on the bus to do this, or feel free to practice at home, it's up to you. New, optional, we will fix you. The first thing you're gonna do is get real limp. Like, no fucking about here, no slight tension, get real limp. It doesn't work if you're not really limp. This does mean that when you get mugged and you are, people are gonna rob you a lot. That is the downside of this. People are going to rob you a lot. You're not gonna be able to fight back. So now that you're good and relaxed, limp, I want you to start at your feet and imagine that your feet are getting heavy. Feel them sinking into the floor beneath you. And then I want you to feel that heavy sensation moving up your legs, moving up your ankles, towards your knees. They're getting heavy too. Past your knees, everything's getting heavy. Everything below your waist is heavy now and it's sinking into the chair or into the bed. Your stomach's getting heavy and your back's getting heavy and gradually it moves up your shoulders, down your arms, to the tip of your hands. It's all getting weighty. And finally, I want you to feel it spread up your neck up to your head, feel it all sinking into the chair or the ground or the bed beneath you and just feel the world drift away, feel the noises drift away, just listen to me and that car going past on the recording, but mostly to me. And now I want you to feel like everything's getting lighter, suddenly everything's light again and you're lifting up, you're floating, floating away, floating up out of your chair, you can, you can see you sat below, you can see the children who are slowly moving towards you, trying to figure out if you're having a medical incident uh, and whether they can get your watch off before you come round. You can see them and you drift up through the bus and out and you can see the bus beneath you. You can see it falling away as you look to the surrounding fields, leaving all of your troubles on the bus. All of your troubles are on the bus. Your bag's not on the bus. That went two stops ago. It's gone. Let it go. Now you're flying and you can see the world around you. You can see the fields and the forests and everything zipping by. You can feel the wind on your face and you can feel the air as it tugs on your clothes. Some of that might be the teenagers. They have probably got your phone by now. And gradually I want you to, to come back down to find the bus again. Float down, down into your body. and your back. And I want you to slowly come back and start here again, start to feel the world around you again. You're feeling relaxed. 
you're feeling happy, you're feeling ready to do great work, and you're feeling a very strong compulsion to go and cancel your credit and debit cards immediately. So that's the basics. Just uh, pop your headphones on, fire up your favorite panpipe compilation, and get ready to get creative. Splendid. Yeah, I mean, I think as, as Mr. Convery has established um, through the, you know, petty larceny, and, and also your own observations on the bus, people are horrible. And initially I thought the best way to avoid them and to kind of obliviate yourself to the conditions around you on the, on the bus might be just to get blind and drunk. But if you're commuting, then that might leave you with a sticky situation at work when you get there. I mean, you could maybe chug a load of alcohol dehydrogenase at the end of the journey, but getting hold of it would probably be a hassle, and no one really wants to be that guy on the back seat sucking from the neck of a genetically modified weasel. So, um, so we sort of wrote that one off. I, I came next to isolation tanks. Um, while the medical benefits remain unproven, their fans claim all sorts of advantages. And the core thing here is that you're in a sound-deadened box full of body temperature, saline, and it's pretty hard for someone else to get on your nerves. You won't hear or smell anything, you get plenty of view time. They're bulky, though. Um, the first commercially available brand I could find on Google was eight feet long and weighs a ton and a half when full. You are not getting that on the bus. So how about miniaturizing it? Well, I don't really fancy that either. Any kind of full-body enclosure with, with water risks drowning. And in any case, you wouldn't get that relaxing flotation feel. We probably have to discard this whole me earth. I mean, which is a pity. I was kind of I thought I was really on to something there. But then it hit me. The, the idea of sealing yourself in a sensory deprivation system, closed, completely closed, yet usefully light and portable, it did remind me of something. And I think this I think this idea might might have have legs for you. Um, are you familiar with fetish drones? Drones in, in this context are, uh, this, this is simplistic, and I, I, I apologize to anyone whose who's identity toes I trample on, I am simplifying here, are kind of a sub-tribe of the rubber scene, sometimes leather. And the idea or, or part of it is the sort of identity effacement end of, end of some of the sub-scene. Um, so full body coverage with a suit, often but not always tightly fitted rubber, full face masks or hoods, kind of complete removal of any exterior self, but also sensory isolation. Some enthusiasts take this to the extent of adding gas masks or sometimes even sort of rebreathing apparatus, just to make it all look a bit more alienating, um, a bit more sensorily insulated, and to kind of remove you from the environment. So um, yeah, you, you can sometimes see people in very elaborate headgear, often with like, sort of fake breathing cylinders or kind of elaborate apparatus. It can look kind of creepy and unsettling, but the basic version is is a sort of full body hood with a, with goggles and a little, little mask thing. Uh, sometimes this goes to breath play. I, Personally, I mean, do, you do you do what you're into, but I wouldn't recommend breath play on the bus. Um, I just I just think that's going to add to the stress. Now, some of the teenagers may be choking you already, and it is worth establishing a safe word. Yeah, yeah. Now, in London, uh, regulation, fine, fine vendor of, of appropriate clothing, also trading online, will sell you a full rubber bodysuit with a hood for between two and three hundred pounds, depending on precisely what you want. Um, and you can add a refurbished gas mask for another 100, 150 pounds. And that'll also help take care of the, the smells of, of the bus and block out a lot of the sound. The real pièce de résistance, though, um, and I, I kind of I had a, was having a look on their site, and I think this is this this is just going to really sort you out. Um, 
is something they call an inflatable gas mask hood. And this pretty much puts your head inside a big balloon with, with, a, with a gas mask um, kind of ventilator on the front. It puffs out around your head uh, and muffles and distorts the sounds. Apparently it is quite disorienting, which should add a nice sort of surreal frisson to the journey and mute out the commuter babble. Um, in the fully contained versions, it'll sort of flex a little bit with, well, you know, it's, 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 it'll be a little bit creepy and disorienting. Um, and it'll also increase the space you take up, which should help keep folks away from you on the bus. Um, deadened sounds, muffling, disorientation, full body enclosure, it'll keep you clean and tidy, keep you away from people. I think we're onto a winner here. Um, you may even get super into it, which, which, you know, has some fringe benefits that we'll come to. Um, but that is £250, so it's it's maybe not like a day one item for your fun new travel fetish. Um, that's fine though, that's fine, that's fine. Because if you really do start to go for this, if you start to get into it, you might want to save a few bob by customising your own rubber gear. A lot of a lot of people kind of get into crafts and, uh, and DIY, and this could take you to all sorts of fun places because now you'll have a lot of YouTube tutorials to watch on the bus. Plus, you know, let's be honest here, like, no kidding around, you will be wearing a skin-tight rubber fetish suit with a full head hood and a gas mask. Anyone willing to sit next to you will probably be able to give you some tips on your rubber gear, let's be honest here, or be asking you to agree to a safe word and clean their bathroom. So make sure you're upfront about your kind of dom-sub comfort zone before you try this one, but I, I honestly, I think this is the best solution for you. H.J. Doom. I've been thinking hard about this issue and I think I've found a solution that will help you deal with both the boredom, the stinking morass of humanity, and on top of everything else will even help you get to your destination in a reasonable time. Never let it be said that the fixers here at We Will Fix You aren't prepared to go the extra mile for our long-suffering listeners. Now, this particular fix will require a certain amount of effort but, like all good things in life, you'll get out what you put in. And in this case, what you're going to put in is a small bomb. And where you're going to put it in is inside the number 8 bus. This is a strategy used to great effect by a dissatisfied passenger in the Keanu Reeves documentary Speed. And I see no reason why it shouldn't transplant equally well to the quaint highways and byways of Middle England. Firstly, you will have to manufacture your bomb. There's probably a wiki house somewhere that will teach you how to do it. And I understand there's a bit of the Delia Smith website with some handy pointers on bomb making and enhanced interrogation techniques. She really is amazing. If that sounds like too much effort, then just order one from the internet. We are very fortunate in this country to be blessed with a plethora of arms manufacturers. And if they're willing to sell to some of the most evil regimes in the world, you have to figure that they'll have no problem with sending a couple to one of their own citizens, not least because they'll make a killing on the postage and packaging. You just know that they charge a flat rate regardless of whether the munitions are going to communist China or Dorking. Now, I've had a quick look at the BAE Systems website and I haven't been able to find that online shop, but if you just drop them an email with the subject line bombs, I'm sure they'll get forwarded to whoever is in charge of explosions. Interestingly, you will find on their website a statement detailing their response to the Modern Slavery Act of 2018, where they set out in detail their commitment to ensuring no one is harmed or exploited in the process of making a wide variety of products with no other purpose but to harm people. Isn't the military-industrial complex fun? 
you're going to need several bombs for this, so be sure to ask if there's a discount for bulk orders. Maybe they've got a loyalty card or something. Uh, who knows? Um, once you have your munitions, you'll want to slip quietly into the bus depot and attach a bomb to the number 8 bus. Once this is done, you can then make your way to the bus stop, ready to catch the bus along with all the other commuters. Once you're safely aboard, simply activate the bomb and inform the driver, politely, that the bomb will be detonated should the bus drop below an arbitrary speed limit of your choice, and that you'll be prepared to deactivate the bomb only when you arrive at your chosen destination. Hey presto, you're on your way to work at a decent clip and without having to bother with any of the other stops along the way. Simply repeat this process every day that you have to go into the office. I feel like the issue with the other people on the bus is likely to sort itself out once they realise there's a chance they may die in a fiery holocaust every time they take a trip on the number 8. So I suspect you'll soon find that you have the bus to yourself for every journey. As to making use of your commute time, you're going to have the opportunity to find out how you handle high pressure situations like police chases, hostage negotiations, and ultimately whether you have the grit and determination necessary to die in a huge explosion after a tense 20 hour police standoff. All of these are very marketable skills in today's post-conscience business environment, so just put it down on your CV as disrupting archaic transport models with bespoke technology solutions and you'll be laughing all the way to the venture capitalists. Boom. Problem solved. A bevy of fine, fine fixes for you there. A little bit of range. Meditative, rubbery, and whatever the fuck that was. Now, take your advice and 